Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Family Corner. Dylan, how are you doing? Week, what is, what are we in now? Week four of the coronavirus? Week four of the coronavirus. I tell the time by how long it's been since the NBA season was canceled, and it has been exactly one month. Exactly a month ago, uh, Rudy Gobert got infected, <laughs> and the whole world came crashing down. And it's been four weeks since the world stopped spinning, but we're still here, and we have not gotten over the NBA, and so that's what we're prepared to talk about today. And we have uh, two esteemed members joining us. Uh, I'd like to introduce you all and welcome to the family, James Kwan and Lucas Ragus. And I, well, I just want to start guys. by saying that we said, as Emersonians, we were like, Rudy Gobert came here with the coronavirus. Who's to say he didn't catch it at our grimy ass school? You're not wrong. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's a I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You, 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 we're all worried. I'm like, all right, he came here and then he got it. So, you know, that's what happened. Justin and I played basketball in that gym maybe like two hours after. They left. That was a scary, scary day for me, just believing fully I had coronavirus. I actually believe that he got it from Marcus Smart, and Marcus Smart probably had it before Rudy Gobert. I also saw Marcus Smart at Bethesda game day that earlier that week uh, and like got to like almost take a selfie, but I was like within spitting distance. I was within six feet. You, you saw him at the London at the yeah, morning in Austin. It's a reckless train. No, no, no. no. You, you, you're going to say like, you're going to be like, oh, I saw Marcus Smart once, but I couldn't, I couldn't see him. You met him at a 7-Eleven at three in the morning in Austin <laughs> on a summer's afternoon, a summer's afternoon, a summer's evening. It's also true. I don't know what he was doing there other than definitely buying. We all know what he was doing there. I, I digress. I digress, Justin. <laughs> anyway. You know tax notifications? Is that, is that a problem? Uh, no, you're good. Don't worry about it. All right. If you, if you want, you can turn it off. So. I'm going I'm to I'm find a way. I'm going to find a way. You go on. <laughs> um, Lucas, do you want to say anything before we start? Uh, not much. And the fact that uh, sh- shout out to Emerson College Pickup uh for real about it <laughs> all right so first thing that uh, we want to go over is pre-coronavirus what do you guys think the finals would have been and now that we've had about a month off what do you think the finals will be lucas you pick the topic you can start off uh i think the finals this year would have been honestly the the lakers and the bucks and obviously that's just the two top teams in the league but I think pairing LeBron with Anthony Davis just kind of creates this unstoppable force that, like, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, cool. And, like, they, they, like, the Clippers were definitely deep, but I don't think anyone was getting in the way of the Lakers. And on the East, no one was stopping Milwaukee. Like, that – I, no sh- I say we all say our picks, and then we'll just get into it. Go ahead. James, you can go next. Um, I'll say – Celtics, Lakers, and also I thought that Lucas was from Cambridge. Wow. <laughs> um, as much as I would love to see a Celtics-Lakers rematch of 2010, in 2020, it would have been the Celtics – or Lakers and Bucks. The 2008? Or, no, 2010. No, my fault. my fault. When the Lakers won. That's what I was trying to say. Go ahead, Dylan. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I gotta go uh, Celtics Lakers. Um, maybe that's a homer bias, but I feel like the Celtics played the Bucks better than most teams in the league, and 
Honestly, my, my conference final for the West Clippers Lakers. How do you wear that shirt while saying that? Uh, <laughs> Clippers Lakers. I was thinking about the Clippers, but I didn't really see them pull it together. They like beat the Lakers a couple times in like very close games, but I couldn't see that team coming out over LeBron. LeBron was on a mission, like Trey Young was saying. Um, so I had Celtics Lakers. They what had do the you guys- spirit of Kobe behind them too. Yeah, the the Bucks. The Bucks eliminated the Celtics last year, and so I get it. I think but, not. I think the I think the yeah, Celtics are like a perfect storm to beat the Bucks because I, I don't think we have the size or just the people to stop Giannis. And obviously, Giannis is one guy, but Giannis makes everything else work on that team. Like, and like for some reason, Chris Middleton seems to shoot like ninety percent from the field whenever we yeah, play. Yeah. You just you just put Daniel Tice on him. Put Tice on him. All right. But like, Daniel, okay. Uh, <laughs> the I reason why like, I say Celtics, man, is because Robert fucking yeah. Williams, man. Oh, when he came, no, no, no. When he came back, when he came back, you guys don't understand. Like me and Dylan on an August day sat on, sat on my couch, my basement apartment in Austin. And we watched an absolute dunk show. And you can say it was summer league and whatever. But the thing about Robert Williams, what the problem was never that he couldn't play. He just wasn't like really mobile. Like you know, I feel like you know it took him a while to kind of get into his like body, kind of almost like catch up to like what his height was. And I saw exactly what Robert Williams was supposed to be, kind of in, in those flashes when he got hurt. That was actually a huge blow because we weren't even supposed to see this much Daniel Tice. Like the fact that Daniel Tice is slipped no, through the cracks I, and no, that he's I, on I, this I, roster starting is literally – it's a product of East nah, Panthers' limp hip and Robert nah. Williams being out for the majority of the year. I, I have, like, I love Dan- – I'm a, like, obviously, you guys know I'm a Celtics fan. I love Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice works perfectly with our starting lineup. I don't think Robert Williams does the same thing. See, that's why you think the Bucks <laughs> would win. But, like, I think like, – even, like, even, even with Robert Williams and Cantor and, who, and Grant Williams, whoever, coming off the bench – like beyond Tice, when it comes to our bigs, we don't have we we don't match up with it. And like I like size like I, in terms of skill, I think we're we're right there, if not surpassing them. But I like when it comes to that, we need to have Tatum, Brown, and Kemba all averaging at least like twenty three per game in the series. And I, and I haven't seen that happen with well, against elite teams. In, in my opinion, when the when it comes down to the playoffs. Stars matter. It's you can't. What what we saw with the Bucks last year was that Chris Middleton and Giannis obviously showed up. Though Giannis did kind of get stuffed at you know line of scrimmage and the, those later games against the Raptors. You got to see that Eric Bledsoe completely fell off the map. A lot of their role players that they were so used to getting like you know these eight points there and nine points there, they fell off the absolute planet. And what that did for them was made them completely one dimensional. And that's that's the same team. This is the same team minus Malcolm Brogdon. And when, when it comes down to the, the big-time moments, it's the games – I know we didn't get to game six, seven, but with the stars that we have, with the chemistry that we have, and we also have the same amount of superstars plus Jason Tatum is twice the player that he was this time last year. That All that considered, plus we have Robert Williams, another kind of big buy to throw at Giannis. I think all that considered – with with a month and a half left to go to build that chemistry 
to see what we can do, to see if we can get you know, a couple win streaks. We don't have to even play Kemba. You know, Kemba's knee wasn't even concerned because we didn't have to play him for the entire month of, of March. No, I, and, I think it would have been at least a six-game series, and it probably would have been – well, I think the conference finals as a whole would have been more entertaining than the finals because the Lakers and the Clippers and then the Celtics and the Bucks. I, yeah. think, that, like, I don't know. I think, this, I think it would have given the Lakers a run for their fucking money. I just want to say about the Celtics. They're like time for like 15 total games. And that has been a huge indication in their record. As far as how they play the Bucks, Marcus Smart and Semi Ojale guard Giannis better than anyone in the league. Uh, and the, the Celtics played them so well in the regular season just because they know that how to like not deal with, like, stop Giannis, but to deal with Giannis. And if Chris Middleton is the guy that beats you in a series, then so be it. I don't, I don't, think, Chris, I don't think Chris Middleton would ever be the one when we have – we have, like, three – okay, I don't want to disrespect Chris Middleton is great, but on each of those players' best days, we have, like, three Chris Middletons. We have Gordon Hayward. We have Jason Tatum. And on his best day, Jalen Brown – I feel like uh, puts up comparable numbers. Like, I mean, like on his other best days. We've seen it against like when the Bucks played the the Heat this year, and obviously the Raptors last year in the playoffs. Like the way that you slow them, because if you don't slow down Giannis, you don't slow down their entire team, right? Because like if if Giannis is forcing two three guys to come at him, like it's like everyone else is going to at least put up like the 12 that they average or the, the nine here, like the, those, those role players stats. Then Chris Middleton might put up a, a solid 21 or whatever. But if you don't have those, because you, you, you can't just stick one guy on Giannis the same way that you can't just stick one guy on LeBron or AD. So you need to have like that. Cause the, the, the heat have like Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler and, and like multiple people that are defensive oriented players that could, they could throw at him. And the Raptors at the same time last year had Pascal Siakam and Kawhi. So like having at least those two people, I don't think we have, I think we at best have one. Cause I don't think that Ice, one guy Ice, stops Giannis. Robert Williams. Team defense stops Giannis. And, and they still have the best team defense in the NBA. But they not switch. In, tell me, tell me, tell me right now. That, tell me right now. But not in the paint. Tell me right now that if we stuff the box and we, you know, we keep, we keep big men, you know, kind of in, in a magnetic pull to the, to the painted area that we can't put Marcus Smart out there against Giannis. You're going to get burned. You're going to die. Tell me we couldn't. You couldn't. No, no, Giannis can burn us, but we, we, it wouldn't matter. Which defense, the Brad Stevens defense is built for a guy like Giannis. It was built for LeBron. And so it's also built for a guy like Giannis because Giannis can't even shoot. But they're but no, yeah, but answer me this. The same thing, no, no, no. That's and, the, and, like Le, LeBron and Giannis require two very different things from your defense. Answer me this. Yeah. Did we lose? Did we lose against the Bucks because Giannis couldn't be stopped, or because our chemistry and Kyrie Irving being a piece of shit? <laughs> well, like, here, like, if, if if we're gonna be honest, no, it was but, not but, like oh point. we couldn't stop. Like Giannis has overpowered us. It was like. No, and that, Kyrie Irving that, gave up, and he no, went, I, and he literally went like three for like seventeen for like four straight games. No, I, Just like I think completely was like, I'm I'm done here. I, I know I'm leaving. He knew from that moment on, and he, he, he frankly like, if 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 you imagine like, it, 
like if if he would have given up, like where would have that Celtics team gotten? Like no, I, I mean like, I, you, I, if I you're that big point guard in the Brad Steven system, you need to be the ke- this guy. Or if yeah, you're not, chemistry, you're gonna flounder. You can you can have that same chemistry argument this year. Like, while we might be playing better, not, Dylan, not true. You even said it earlier. Not comparable we to last year. Total games at full health. Not comparable to last year, and our record at, at the time, we we already had like more wins than we did like all. No, I, I'm not saying that this year we are worse off because we're definitely not. I think Kemba is. Oh, chemistry wise, we're way better. On our team to have them gel together, but I, in terms of chemistry, I still don't even think we're there yet. I think like, chemistry wise, another month and a half, we the team likes each other, man. They like playing with each other, and yeah. at the end of the day, you know, I ache because I'm like I always am the guy. I mean, you guys know, I walk in the JVC after every Celtics game, I'm like, Jason Tatum is the next Kobe. Jason Tatum needs more shots. Jason Tatum. But the, the truth of the matter is, is that if you have Kemba and you have Jason Tatum, you're not really mad about either one of them taking the big shot. Yeah. And you have to, you have to understand it wasn't – it's the duality of, of a threat. It's not – it's the fact that uh, the bit – like, for, the, for example, like, big three heat, like – the fact that Chris Bosch is even there and that he has, he's capable of contributing this huge, like 25 to 30 point game is a threat in itself. Like that's Jason Tatum. That's Jalen Brown. That's well, Kevin okay. Walker. That's Clement Hayward. That's I want to ask you guys. Players. Even Daniel Tice put up like 27 in, in, in a game like this. Year. Like, nuts. like it's the threat that it's, it's not the fact that you need these like guys that will give you that every game because Russell Westbrook and Paul George, you guys will give you that every game. And they haven't gone past the first round in how long? It's, it's the it's the duel. It's like how many of these threats do you have, and how many of them can step up to the plate when it matters? And Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have already gone to the Eastern Conference Finals. This is true. Who do you guys think plays the Lakers better? The Celtics or Bucks? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's the Celtics again. Just because I think that the Bucks and Lakers are a lot more of a similar team, and the Lakers are better. No, oh, well, I mean, obviously, like the key to stopping the Bucks is to get Giannis out of the paint. And if there's any team in the league that could get the Giannis Lakers, are going to be the ones. Paint, the Lakers. Yeah, that's true. So absolutely. And, and like, if you can't, if if you can't guard, if Jason Tatum's hot, he's scoring on Kawhi. Like, there's not one guy that's going to stop he him. Did so that like, one game. A, a perimeter-oriented player. Is 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 in, in a in a like a elite level guard like that's how you're gonna stop the Lakers, but the and the the Bucks don't have either one. I think the Lakers. I want to let Justin talk, but I think the Lakers are gonna win this finals. Uh, the way I see it playing out, I, I think that the Celtics or Bucks can play them, but the Celtics and Bucks have to play a perfect series for that to happen. Because LeBron yeah. had that team figured out. They like struggled a little bit. But LeBron had that team figured out. And the Celtics would have some games where they were great, and they had some games where they were like, you really were like, what the hell is going on with this team? The last four games before the last game they played, they like blew four games in a row. That was actually the worst week of being a Celtics fan, was watching them blow <laughs> like the Rockets game and yep. the, the Nets game. The Nets oh game. Gosh, that, the Nets so, wait, let's go there for a second, Dylan, because um, I actually went over to your, your room, and we watched that game together. 
And they were up, what were they up, like 10, 10 going into we had the a fourth or something? Digit. Yeah. So we had, we had to rest some crucial people. Oh, okay. Right. A lot of people were hurt. J- Jalen Brown was guarding Karis LeVert. In overtime, we had zero start. That's what I mean by injuries. This team was hurt the whole year. No, yeah, you I threw mean, in the towel at overtime. Crazy. I can't stop that. I can't, you can't say that that didn't happen. But it, we're, we're starting overtime with Grant Williams and Semi Ojale on the court. I'm not going to say that. My argument it. is that the game shouldn't have gone to overtime in the first place. And you're I, right. I, they had no business oh, okay. coming back. The, the Celtics' biggest like, Achilles heel is that we can't close a fucking game. Yeah. And oh, you don't, don't think that's going to be true. a problem in the playoffs? I think we can close a game. But the truth of the matter of the Nets loss is that if it wasn't sandwiched in between us choking against the Rockets and a couple of other, like, semi, like, you know, the Thunder, like, you know, losses like that that are, like, you know, should we win them? Like, oh, paper, yes, but is that team a good team? Like, yes. Like, if if that Nets game isn't there, we don't give, you know, like, how many – how we lost against the Wizards. Like, you know, like, do we care? Like, probably not. It's probably sandwiched in between, like, two nine-game winning streaks. So, it's the fact that it happened at that time. I don't think you really have to, like, make it anything bigger than it is. You know, Karis LeVert had, like, what, 50 points or something? Yeah. Like, he had like plus 50. what are you going to do about a guy who's just that much in the zone? How, well, many, how many times are you going to win a game when Karis LeVert scores 50 points and Spencer Dinwiddie has, like, I don't know, 20 to 30? Like, it's just, like, sometimes, like, the ball falls for some people. And I think those games don't actually mean that much in the grand scheme of things. Here's my argument. Only when they come at inopportune times. Like yeah, Ju- Justin, you go. They, they were – these games were happening a lot before the season stopped. And if you look at how the Lakers were playing, they were on a roll. I think they were on like a 10-game win streak or something. The close to the end. Beating, yeah. By beating the Clippers and the Bucks. And like, if you think about like the key losses that they had throughout the season, they all came in like the first half of the year. I think the big one was when they lost to the Clippers, I think Christmas Day or something when Beverly had that block and it was like, oh, they can't beat the Clippers because they lost like two in a row. And then when they came into Boston and then the Celtics just blew them out. And that was like, shit, this team has issues that they need to go through. But that was still when Kuzma was coming back from his injury. Now, like, like Lucas was saying earlier, like LeBron's figured it out. He's figured out how the team works, you know, what he has to do to get the most out of all of them. And they were on a roll heading into playoffs. Like playoff LeBron was a thing that was going to happen again. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Also, right. I wanna... was the wrong person to keep of the three people that they were considering. You can't. No, no. You, you didn't know that. Hindsight's 2020. You can't. You can't. Clots. You don't know that. The kid had blood clots. You did not know what was up with his career going forward. I would have no, no, I mean, Ingram. I, I, Ingram was I, I, the guy I, I, I wanted, I, though. I'm just saying it turns out that Lonzo and Brandon Ingram are both having a fa- had a far better season than Kyle Kuzma. Dude, that's just because Lonzo's always been good. Uh, people just I don't like, know why they got never have given Lonzo credit. I don't know why they got Lonzo's always been the point guard. I don't know why they got everyone. But. I want to push the conversation forward. So we're kind of staying on the same topic, but now we're going on to the scenario that has is playing out today, and hopefully this season at some point can be continued. But if it is, I don't know if it's going to be with a bunch of fans and everyone's home stadiums. They pitched an idea. Uh, I think it was Austin Rivers on Instagram Live got people hyped about this. Um, where the scenario is they go straight to the playoffs and they send all the teams to Vegas and they quarantine a couple of stadiums or a couple of courts, a couple of hotels, players play in Vegas. Given that scenario, given that teams don't get to practice for months and then just get thrown into like a week of practice and then a playoff series, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll go first. I see it being Clippers-Bucks. 
I don't think LeBron at this age, resting that long, is going to come back and perform that way. I don't LeBron think a guy with more rest and older will play that. That's his own court. LeBron is well, – Lebr- LeBron's going to come back and – Wait, wait, wait. He's older. Everyone in the league, bro. LeBron, you said like a week ago, was talking to like – he was like on like an Instagram Live or whoever, and he was like, you don't realize when you get older, like when your body shuts down, like it takes a while to get it back up into shape. My body is like asking me what's going on right now. You know what he's doing right now? He's training in his house that's also a mansion that's also a training facility. No, LeBron's playing mind games. Where he's like chirogenically like freezing his limbs when he's like not using them so that they can be unleashed. You think LeBron's having silver over the gates? Wait, so the Lakers had two players with with COVID-19 and they never released who they were. For all we know, it could have been LeBron. You no know it's KCP. No KCP was one of them, right? All right, I want to I want to throw a scenario out there though because I think that because of what's going on, the Heat are a sneaky finals team. I agree. You put Jimmy Butler in a dogfight against any of those teams with no practice. I'm taking Jimmy Butler Not out of it. Not a finals anything. team, but they're definitely before no. before this happened, they were a team to upset some people. Yeah, no, I think now they're even more of a more of a chance that they upset. If they them. made the it like re- a March Madness tournament. Yeah, not in a seven game series. No, the even in a seven I took game the series. Out of my finals in this new scenario, it's just because of inexperience and how the young the guys are. And I think that the same thing would happen to the. Keyboard. I think that's key though. Is that since they're so young, you know, like. Their bodies aren't going to shut down as easily. And Most important gonna... true. What is this idea? What is this idea never been that, 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 that these NBA players are going to forget how to play basketball and their bodies are going to shut down? No one, no. Okay, like, but some stale bread. It's it's the the it's Heat. Kind of said the other the day, Heat, this is the first time in his life he hasn't been able to shoot. The best basketball. thing the Heat had going for it was the fact that they're on this miraculous run that kept on going. It was yeah. a team that was not supposed to be there with a bunch of misfits. Got a guy from Michigan who shoots like just threes. Like we all thought the Strictly I was talking about this the other day. How the the exclusive three point shooter was like extinct. There's no Jason Caponos. There's no Steve Novaks. It's everyone has to shoot the three. But then you have Duncan Robinson who comes in as a misfit and plays a huge role. Like this is like one example, and that's a great story. But the the best thing they had for it is that it was this wave that wasn't going to stop. Season's been over for about a month now. Who knows how they'll play when they come back. And by the way, if a team has a month to prepare for you, they can probably beat the 2-3 zone. That's like your big mix-up that you've been throwing against teams. And it was like, oh, like, guys, at halftime, you know, they're going to switch to the 2-3 zone. You know that defensive scheme that we've been playing since high school, since middle school? Like, I'm pretty sure that what the Heat had would be – if the season was going on, who knows what, you know, let's say they go on a crazy win streak. They, they, they're possible. It was possible that they get the three seed, you know, then, then you can make the argument, but. So do you see these now. finals being not affected by everyone resting? You don't think it changes at all? I think it does. I just think it's everything just becomes very impractical. Like, yeah, I think like what, if this were to happen and like, I don't give it like whoever fucking wins. Right. Like, I think there's always going to be like an asterisk next to that. Yeah. Because it's like, you, this is not the same thing. Like, it's not 34 year old LeBron at the, the, the peak we expected him to be at right now. If nothing. I happens. think that there'll be an asterisk, but I don't think that it's going to be as big of a deal as you might think. I think that in 20 years, if LeBron wins, if this is his last one, like, yeah, LeBron had four rings. 
Like one of them was when coronavirus happened. Yeah, they were in first place. Like I don't think people are going to hold that against him that much. No, I mean I, I'm not like I think if the Lakers or the Bucks or like a team that's really like projected to win, like a team we were talking about already. But if it just like if the Heat come out of nowhere and win yeah. and win it all, I think it's gonna be like, all right, oh yeah, Jimmy Butler has the ring. Oh, that <laughs> no, that's not the no, that, like, that that's how we would look at that. But if it's LeBron adding another one to his already three or whatever, I mean, and we might not we might not say that about LeBron, but we're definitely gonna be saying that about saying that about Anthony Davis. I don't know. I think I think this is the year where anything can happen. Like, you know, I, I mean, think the Mavs. So no, the Mavs happen. could have like a run or like the Nuggets. Yeah. I don't know. I could definitely see a world where one of them make oh the finals. God. Yeah. Dude, you're seeing 2011, and I'm and I want to I want to follow you there, but it's gone. But Luca is gonna lead us to the promise. No, no, like here's what I'll say. Like I feel like you know, playing with no fans, and we all know that you know whether or not it's what we're gonna get. We all know that there's gonna be a period in which there's gonna be no fans there. You know, yeah. And I think the big winners in that are people like LeBron that are just these amazing competitors who their love for the game is is something that you know. The crowd, yeah, you know, they can play into it, but it's almost like they're not there. And the big losers are going to be people like Joel Embiid, who, you know, that's like half of where they get like their power from. Is like they play. The that's why the Sixers play. lose like two home games, like total, like because Joel Embiid just dunks on a guy, the whole place goes crazy. He looks in the can stands, I- and gets all this god energy. He's like, yeah, I'm definitely going to make the next like three point shot. Like he's not going to get that in like an empty gym. So I want to see if he can, you know, tap into that. To speak to that very good point, let me just point out the Miami Heat at home, their home fan base, they're 27 and 5, and on the road, they're 14 and 19. So without yeah, home it's pretty court, abysmal. <laughs> they might fall off a cliff. They might be like a sweep first and round. The, the Sixers are the same thing. The only team that's really the same is the Bucks because they're just beating everybody. It's just funny because like 70, 70 wins. Yeah. No, that's true. The like, Bucks. The Raptors have the exact same record home and away. The Celtics record is pretty close. They have three more wins at home than away. It's just funny because my the Raptors have really surprised me this year, honestly. The Raptors, I think, would beat the Celtics if we came back and just like played straight away. I think just because they're more experienced and they've been there last year. I don't I don't know. I think I think the the Celtics, now that we're getting healthy, like the the potential is is, is insane. Does does KD come back? If KD comes back and knocks off the Sixers, that would be, like, so funny. But it's funny that Miami Miami has that uh, home court record because, like, their fans are so shit. You know, like, they walk out, like, you know, like, the final – like, who walks out in a finals game? And, like, those are, like, the probably, like, the same fans. But I guess it's, like, them not being in, like, your own gym. NBA fans are, like – there's no, like, st- strong home court advantage aside from, like, Boston, Philly – like there's no yeah, like Utah. Arena that you really Utah. don't. Want to to yeah, you don't want to go into Utah. Utah. Those those Mormons, yeah. man. They don't they don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, you can, but like, but like, it, like in like the NFL, there's definitely far more like stadiums. You're like, oh, I don't I don't want to go to see I don't want to go to Seattle. You don't want to go to Philadelphia. Like yeah. I think it's a lot different than. You probably don't want to go to Philly like, in, in any sport. <laughs> well, you see, the, the one place that would have been really cool to see a playoff series, and I don't think we're going to see it for another 15 years or so, would be the Knicks. Like, if you, you get a good fan base at MSG. leaving in like two years. <laughs> I'll vouch for Justin. This is, this is true. When in like 20, like, what was this? This is probably like 2012. 
big three heat come to MSG. My dad they struggle in New York. Well, yeah, yeah. This was like uh, back when Carmelo was like, yeah. he was scoring like 40 points like a game in like March and April. Like he was going like, that, that was the year when like he got one MVP vote and that's why LeBron wasn't like unanimous. And like, I'm, I'm going to say it. MSG was popping off. Yeah. They lost that game. Oh, cause but I mean, in but the Steve Novak hit the discount <laughs> double check and it let out a shock of, of like, audible weaponry it was cra- it was it was just like it was actually like probably the best home court advantage i'd seen outside of like college you know no, I pro- they- spike gets that shit popping i don't know no, like, it's spike it's, it's a great environment spike, spike is sworn off the knicks we're gonna talk about <laughs> best uh best like playoff series though the 2010s in a little bit um i want to push us forward before i do anything else left to say i feel like we're all pretty consensus that the lakers are favorites either scenario yeah I yeah, just want to say, know. even if they weren't favorites, Adam Silva would have rigged it anyway. I know. That's why. That's also why I picked Celtics-Lakers, because like, yeah. that just had to happen. They're, they're going to rig it. It's going to happen. So. No, I thought, I thought like, he would want the Bucks. I think he would want Giannis. I think Bucks. Adam Silver yeah. is, like, wants Giannis to be like his LeBron, the way David Stern no, was like, you know, LeBron's. No, because, I mean, yeah. he wants that especially because Giannis is from Greece. Yeah, he wants the international he wants, audience. He wants Giannis and Luca to be the the greatest gift to the NBA, because he wants international. He wants to be Mister Worldwide. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna get it. No, he's gonna get it too. I feel like with, with everything that's happening, like even Lamelo buying like a, an Aussie team. He that's, bought. It's over. That's another story. There's gonna be a million million Joe Ingles. <laughs> Joe Ingles player. Like, there's gonna be so many types of Joe Ingles Australian. Oh, like, I, I love Joe Ingles. So it'll be great. That'll be fundamentally perfect. Fundamentally sound guys. I look like they came straight from the YMCA <laughs> locker room. Yeah, That's if you can I'm imagine, just like a game of like five v five versus like Boris Diaz and <laughs> Joe and then one Draymond Green. Wow, <laughs> a lot of hot takes flying around right now. All right, our, our, our next question. Let's get straight into uh, who is. The most overrated player in the modern NBA in today's NBA this season, or just in general, the most overrated modern player. NBA or just ever of this season, most overrated player. Oh. Duncan right Robinson. Now. Duncan Robinson. <laughs> I'm gonna let Justin go first because yeah, I think Duncan, everyone already knows my answer. Uh, I do know James. Most answer. overrated player. <laughs> James, are you gonna say Kyrie? No. No. Just, just say, just say your answer, man. I want to hear your answer. I don't know. I think it. I think it might have to be Kyrie, because again, I'm so glad you said that. Because again, he he goes to a place where there's a lot of young talent, and then he just ruins it. Games, like, exactly. That's it. He plays like he played. I don't know how many games he played this year, but he plays like less than half the season. But when he does play, he's talking so much about how like the team isn't there yet. How you know they need another piece. And he's like name dropping guys. He's naming DeAndre Jordan over Jared that was the Allen. Stupidest thing I've ever heard. I've ever exactly. Heard. Yeah, he's not a great leader. And no, no. And he scores when he scored like fifty points in the like in like I guess their, like their first game, game of the season. Back. He dropped fifty and they yeah, lost. Yeah, like that's he knew in that moment. He's like, I can get Kenny Atkinson fired, and that's why. <laughs> that's why he was so excited. Yo, he's, that is he's, the most Kyrie <laughs> debut I've ever seen in my life. He dropped fifty <laughs> points and they lost the game. Like, are you kidding me? Sometimes Wait. that makes sense, you know? So do you guys say he's a top 10 player. He's not a top 10 no. player. It's absurd. Do you, do you remember 
like prime Dwight Howard diva seasons. Like when he yeah. Had- yeah. So Kyrie is like Dwight Howard diva level, but he makes less of an impact on even the more yeah, of a diva and even, even more of a diva and less of an impact. Like his it's all like numbers. And even if you look at the stats, the stats don't translate to wins. Kyrie, yeah. like, I mean, all this is Kyrie's definitely one of the most skilled players in the league. Definitely has probably the best handle the NBA has ever seen. Uh, like that that's, that doesn't <laughs> equate to yeah. Ass. <laughs> I I take John. Like, if I'm building a team, I'll take John Morant over Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and I can. I'll, dude, there's a ton of like, in terms of point yeah, guards, from how he is the person alone. Yeah. Yeah. But point guards, like. I think there's like the number grows by the month. <laughs> it, it seems that like you just you're like I would rather have that guy than Kyrie Irving on my team if I'm trying to build something. Lucas, who's your guy? Most overrated. Yeah. Strictly this season, uh, I'd have to say Damian Lillard. Wow, that's <laughs> another one. Yeah, that's so blasphemous. Like just, just absolutely like <laughs> what? Grimy. Yeah, I gotta go. I got a strong disagree on that That's one. Grimy. No, I mean That's I'm not like because like, like, like we're talking about a guy that made, that got MVP votes the past couple of years. Like even if it was like ten or whatever, like even in that conversation at all. And now they're what seven games out of the playoffs. Bro, they've been oh, so the hurt. The they've Mavericks. been so hurt. I don't. Durkic and Collins and Dame and CJ have played like ten or less games together. But like it's called. Like, Recency bias. Still have both. Like, I don't like. I don't know. Like, they're, they're a player. A player goes AI mode and hits a step back from half court to to end to no, end oh, the team. Oh, oh, I'm not talking about all time. Destroy, I'm talking no. about this season. Strictly I'm saying. I'm saying. And then this season. And then this season, he like when he went healthy, is scoring like 30 points a game, doing everything he can with a team. But, but dude, got Anthony, you guys remember Anthony the first Tolliver, game? Anthony Tolliver is like starting games. It's not a good team. It's, it's not, not a good team. They're, they're it's a terrible team. Do you remember the first game after uh, after Kobe died at Staples Center? It was a Lakers Blazers game. The first the game since won Kobe that game. died. LeBron, you know, the, yeah, LeBron was like on a mission, like like we're doing this one for Kobe. Dame went off. Dame was no, I'm unguardable. Not, I'm not saying Dame is bad. I'm not saying Dame can't have his games, but like but overrated. But because because the, because they suck. Like, I, I mean, guess it's hard to call someone a top ten player if their team isn't in the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. Like the seat, like last year, especially after that, that like that shot where he's waving. That was badass. Don't don't you try to mock that? That was badass. No, 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 no. That was one of the <laughs> that was one of the coldest game winners I've ever seen in my entire life. He does this, and I'm like, all right, I'm ready to call this dude a top ten player in the league. Right. I can't do that regardless of who you are if you're not in playoff contention. True. Like, you could say I, like, a lot of the same things about Lillard that you can say about Irving, minus the diva part. Like, no. Well, no. Okay. Besides, like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Besides, besides, like the the team, besides the team killer and the coach killer and the diva, I think that like it's a lot of numbers right now because he's on a no right now just this year. Game's a better shooter. He's on a bad team. I mean, yeah, but like Kyrie's since Kyrie. Like, well, actually, since LeBron went to Cleveland, Kyrie has never been on a bad team. Like, without him, Kyrie's never been on a bad team. I think the Nets are still a good team. I think he's ruined. Dave has dealt with the mediocrity in Portland for years. 
just to have Lucas Raga slander him after he goes one game <laughs> yeah. away from the goddamn no, like. But if we're strictly I talking mean, this season, that's my answer. If we're strictly talking this season. No, I understand that. I understand that, like, if you're not making a playoff, I would. Any guy. Like, LeBron when, LeBron, when the Lakers were kind of out of the playoffs, like, that was, like, the beginning of, like, LeBron fell off talk. Exactly. And, like, I don't, think, I don't think that was unwarranted. That's, it's just like Tom Brady. Like, it's, it's nonsense until, like, it's not. And it's still nonsense. All right, James, then, then who's, 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 no, who's your player? Uh, my guy is Joel Embiid. So, I just – seeing him be as big of a factor as he's like touted to be like but that game where he dropped zero points yep okay okay Valid. i think that he's a little bit soft and i think that he dominates games less than he should he's the most think, physically imposing player in the league who doesn't use it it's more of a product of playing with simmons though. i think simmons is more overrated i do than think that kills okay. him a little bit yeah okay so that's what i'll say one playing with ben simmons might be like yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever been at like the Y or you're just playing pickup at the park, and there's just one guy who just doesn't know where to be. Like he's lost out there. That's he, Ben it's Simmons. Like, it's, that's Ben Simmons. The guy has no he. The, and you can watch, you can watch a series against the Raptors where Ben Simmons, where Jimmy Butler starts taking the ball more because he's like, "Fuck this, I'm I'm done like with this broken system." He starts taking the ball more and playing pick and roll with Embiid, and Ben Simmons has like he's like sprinting around the baseline, he has no idea where to go. No, and that, like, that, that really affects, like, your ability when he starts packing the box with this guy. And also, he can't shoot. So, no, they're going to be packing the box. It's because of that, though. It's because, like, yeah, he can't shoot. But, like, if he's not within 10 feet of the basket, his defender does not give a shit where he is standing. Yeah, because so they, Embiid. Which Embiid gets, like, yeah. essentially double every possession. He's, he's playing two-on-one. He's also spent, like, more than half the season standing behind the three-point line for some reason. But isn't so, that Brett Brown's fault? You can't blame the player if the coach is telling you, hey, you need to stand out there so we can unlock When you're looking at, like, Laurie Markin standing in front of you and you're like, nah, give me the fucking ball. Like, yo, are you kidding me? There are, some, there are not many players in the NBA that could just stay one-on-one in the post with Yoel Embiid. There's no, not, I think, and for that reason, he should win them more games. Is what I'm like. I, I don't I, think I, they should have lost that 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 Raptors series last year. I know how good the Raptors were, but like when they went out there with Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid, they should not have lost a game. Okay, you, but here's what here's my defense for Joel Embiid in particular. Brett Brown can't coach, <laughs> and and he's playing with Ben Simmons and. And the, the losses this year can be attributed to that. Ben Simmons' injury when he, like, just was, you know, plainly not playing. And then on top of that, Joel Embiid still is the, is the big reason for those home victories. Like, the, the home record is, like, don't, don't – as much as you should, you know, focus on their away record and say it's glaringly terrible, you should look at their home record and say that's glaringly very, very good. That's, like – 2016 Oracle Arena type home record where you're like they just don't lose in that place ever, and that's Joel yeah, the Sixers this year. That's don't be that's the home record for the Sixers this year is that level of you know they don't lose in there. And Joel did you just, did you just say their home and away record because I was going to bring that up. The, the Sixers, yeah, you said yeah, yeah. Their away record sucks. Their away, their away record sucks. Ten and twenty four. Yeah. Ten and twenty four. Without a crowd cheering for him, like you said earlier, 
Yeah. I don't know what happens to Joel Embiid. I don't know what happens. Okay. To be the last, last point about from me. It's the whole team's fault, but I think that Joel True. Embiid is the best True. player on a very good team that's True. the sixth seed right now. My, yeah, there's a lot uh, of factors that play into it, though. I think, I think we can get late, let James go so I can argue with James. <laughs> well, my last point about Joel Embiid is that, and this is going to be stupid because you're going to be like, it's the All-Star game. I know it's the All-Star game. Whatever. It's the All-Star game. But don't bring up the All-Star game. <laughs> There is a period in which in which Team Giannis, like, and I don't, you guys watched the same game I did. In like that fourth quarter when it was like everything on the line, like they were like, the best option is Joel Embiid. Yeah, Kemba. Like, Wait, why don't we give it to the guy who's seven foot one, can shoot it from anywhere, and is just physically imposing? Like, and there was a moment where like they were like, this is the best offensive option, and that's what happened. But anyways, it's an All Star game. I understand. The most overrated player is Russell Westbrook, and I know Dylan saw that from a million miles away. But here's why I'll make the case. Here's why I'll make the case. And it's and if if you this is also my answer for the last like three years, but like if the thing is is like if you're saying most overrated player now, I'm still gonna say Russell Westbrook for the pure case of no one in the past ten years, eight years, whatever you want to call it, amount of time has done less with the amount of talent that, that he has had. Playoffs wise, he's he's not been out of the Western. He's not been out of the first round since KD left. Imagine that he has not been out of the first round. The first, like, I'm not asking him to go to the Western Conference Finals like Dame Lillard and carry, you know, everyone on his back and you know and go against the Warriors and obviously not win. Like even that would have been so admirable. He's not gone past the first round since KD left. KD is a top three player in the league. So. Obviously, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to say this, like when people play with LeBron, that, you know, he, he kind of got a pass there. He has Paul George. He absolutely chokes it because, you know, he can't find any kind of uh, offensive rhythm. Yeah, that, 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 the the team can't play with him. Paul George can't play with him. And I, I, I actually, I, it's not even like I dislike the guy, but I, I really just don't understand how people can be like he's a top like five player or something like that when the winning has just never been there in his like career Yo, the, to back it up. The, the, the second season with Paul George there in the second round with the Blazers. And before first Paul round. George and after KD, that was he had no talent. The first season he averaged a triple double, what, Steven Adams? Wasn't that the year okay. like Alex playoffs? Why do we have sympathy on Russell Westbrook for having those years when there was a period in which he played with Harden, Serge Ibaka, and KD. Then there was a period where he played with a bunch of good role players and KD. And then there was a period in which he played with Paul George. How many All-Stars have that kind of supporting cast around them in their career and we give them passes? How many? How many have that kind of caliber? Because we don't give a pass to Kyrie. We don't give a pass to, like, basically anybody else. But we seem to be like, you know, Russell Westbrook, he – he, he got those triple doubles and, like, you know, he's Wait, really putting it all out there in the of, line. And that's why they have a 500 record. Russell, Russell Westbrook, when it comes down to crunch time, he honestly does not – like, he's not – he's not – he makes a lot of wrong decisions, right? But other than that, Russell Westbrook is far more efficient than Kyrie Irving. I also yeah. want to point out that I, I don't, he didn't I don't play off ball off James Harden better than a lot of people was yeah. giving him credit for. He played off ball off James Harden. Dude, kind of the playing play. off ball with James Harden is something that Chris Paul has been doing for three years, and no one wanted to give him credit for that. But Chris Paul, like Russell Westbrook, 
he's able to create a shot in a second just because he can run at the rim and either pass out or do something with it. Where Chris Paul was like trying to run an offense that was hiccuping a little bit just based off the That's fact. Not, when, when Chris Paul and James Harden were both healthy, when that team was healthy, they were yeah. better than the Warriors. When they were healthy, that when that, they that were healthy, they were better than the And now you have that. Ex- you basically have the same team. In fact, maybe a little bit better in terms of supporting cast. You replace CP3 with Russell Westbrook. That team I don't is think better. You can say that they're, they're, no, they is. would be better than those Warriors. Not even close. They're not even. They're not even better than than the Lakers right now. They're not even better than the Clippers right now. They're I just competitive. Want- they're competitive. They always are. I think you're you're over or you're overestimating how good that Oklahoma City team's supporting castle is, because the years that they had like Paul George, their like best players beside them was like Terrence Ferguson, like I think it was Jeremy Grant coming off the bench. Like they were decent players, but they're not great. And then even the well, year before they, that, they had a better record than the Blazers. Did they have a better record than the Blazers? No, the Blazers were like the three seed that year. Yeah, the Blazers were super good. The Blazers were the better team that year. I think the Thunder were like the sixth seed. And then even the year before say, that, before like, Paul George. Like there was it was Oladipo, Abrinas, Ferguson. Who Oladipo, else was on that team? I'm All saying Paul. that if you have two yeah, years, exactly. I'm saying that if you have tiers of a superstar and you're trying to be a top five player, I hope you make it out of the first round. I don't think he's a top five player. And if you have KD, if you have KD and you make it out of the first round, then Yo, no one's saying, no one's saying he's a top five player though. All right, so let, let me let me hear the argument that he's a top ten player. You know the most frustrating thing about this whole thing for me is that I have loved Russell Westbrook for so long. After KD left him, there wasn't a player other than Isaiah Thomas that I rooted for harder than Russell Westbrook. Every time the Thunder and Warriors played, that was like the most electric thing to just see Russ like he's gonna dunk on KD, he's gonna block KD. You just and hate I KD. Rooted- <laughs> I do hate KD so much, and it's fueled my love for Russ. And then last year, uh, he gets traded. James is going off about how bad Russ is. We make a bet that the Rockets, whether or not they're going to make the playoffs, not if they're going to get the one seed, just make the playoffs. You know, and thanks you know to that coronavirus, that, you know that that I will never like a, get my money that that from the Rockets like a, going to the playoffs. That was much more of a symbolic Thing. Yeah, I um, understand it was symbolic, <laughs> but now, now, not only does James get to keep his money, but Russell Westbrook not gave, never got to prove him wrong. Because you're right, they're they're a worse team without Chris Paul, and I, I thought that in the playoffs they were going to prove some things, and now I don't get my Bro, money, and I have I'm to mad because I didn't game. get to see that team crumble in the playoffs. I'm because you know they would have, and the thing is, it's like I wouldn't like. I feel bad for Russell in, in itself because it's not even about him. It's just about all the people that I feel like blindly, like that I just think that like he's something that he's not. I don't know. I, I think he, he's a great player and he belongs in the Hall of Fame like discussion, of course. And I hope that he does like get a title, but I just don't see it. I don't, I don't see it from him. I don't see it like in the way that he doesn't have chemistry with other big stars when in today's game, it's all about how you work with other superstars to create this team that is both talented and has chemistry. Like that's that's the goal now. Is super teams with chemistry. You can have a super team with Russell Westbrook, but the chemistry never really seems to be there. When he's every there. every teammate Russell has ever had has never said he's a bad teammate, though. Like while it may not have worked on the court, like it might. The chemistry is definitely not the reason it didn't work. No. Nah. You can you can talk you can you can say what like 
No one dislikes playing with Russell Westbrook. Like, no one well, has said not, I'm not saying chemistry in a way that's like, I don't like playing with Russell Westbrook. I'm saying chemistry in the way that's, I don't know how to play with Russell Westbrook. Because let's be honest, when you watch those, those Thunder teams with Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and, I, and Justin's completely right, I don't think that they had the best bench by any means. But that team could – that had no offense. That team had no offense. And That's half the problem. They, they had no offense. The two guys, they didn't even know how to play with each other. And I'm going to blame that a little more in coaching than them two. But it was hard to watch. I honestly – so I, I agree that the Rockets would have fallen off in the playoffs. Um, I had James Harden as, like, one of my lower picks for most overrated player. Just because I think that once – you hate him. Like, the – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and once the regular season narrative ended where, like, the NBA, like, wanted him to be averaging all these points and they were giving him 20 foul shots a game, I don't think in a playoff series that he's getting 20 foul shots a night. And I think that that would have been the downfall of the Rockets, 100%. That's always Not been the downfall Westbrook. of the Rockets, though, is that Harden will have, like, a game or two where he just – he can't get to the line and his his field goal percentage is, like, abysmal. And people will point to the game Harden like – Harden choked in 2018. When they oh, no, were up three two, and then Chris Paul got hurt, and then Ro- James Harden just like let the Disappeared. series go away. Oh, that, I mean, hey, that's Russell, Russell, don't worry. Russell plays great in the playoffs, though. So that that would that would have worked. That would have worked. He, he would have taken over like he did against the Jazz. <laughs> I can't Russell believe he doesn't get to prove you wrong. <laughs> All right, so um, we're definitely gonna have to do a part two to this. We've uh, yeah, we, hit, that we we got through. Let's, let's just give the one. viewers. We got through four. We got through three. Of 19 questions for this for this podcast. <laughs> so right, we'll, we'll speed it up. We'll speed it up. We'll, yeah, we'll definitely have a part two. Prepared. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for coming on for this one time. I, you probably will be back again. Uh, when it'll be, we're not sure. Hopefully the NBA season comes back. But welcome to the family, guys. Yeah, of course. Welcome to the family. Um, we're here yeah. to fulfill um, your, your NBA withdrawal. Everyone listening at home, if you're listening because you love us, then we're glad you came back. If you're listening because you're so bored that it's come to this, I really hope that you had a good time. And if you're really that bored, you can pitch us a topic. Slide into our DMs at the family corner, spelled like it's spelled in the podcast on Instagram, like us on Facebook. Do you guys have anything you want to plug? Any uh, any any plugs for you guys, James and Lucas? You, you want to be the first one to DM Dylan that day. That's, that that would be that would be that would be the thing. You'd have to know that, and you should probably tell them that going in. Uh, uh, delete TikTok and that's uh, true. That's, that stuff will melt your brains. Just don't do the two C slide. Don't even and actually like don't even look at pandemic Twitter. It's pretty. It's pretty. Pretty bad. It's, it's not good. All right. Well, hope you guys. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and thank you all for listening. Our day is over, Justin, but you have a great rest of your day. (laughs) Thank you. All right, we'll see you next time, guys.